everybody. Welcome back to A Visitor's Guide to Springfield. My name is Greg Bach. Uh, my name is Tyler Menz. <laughs> I didn't know if you were... <laughs> we're on a Zoom call right now, so I saw the look of trepidation as you're, you thought to yourself, what is my name? Is it, I was just thinking, like, is he going to keep going and like, no, do the no. full intro? No, I'm Greg Bach. I am J. Tyler Menz. There it is. Do you like being called J. Tyler or no, do you like, just call me do you Tyler. care? Just, just Okay. It, it, it's a formality. You know? Okay. Because I know people who say. J. Tyler when they talk yeah, about me. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm like, I, I feel like quasi disrespectful. No, no. In fact, you can tell them, oh, you just call him Tyler. Those are mostly people I think that know me from like Facebook and stuff, the internet then I will trust it as that. So, all right. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P.E.V.H. Oh, my good Lord. Oh, yeah. It has been a crazy, such a crazy day, crazy week. Everything is crazy. I hope you're doing well, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I I tell you one thing. That is the wrong person I hoped would die this week. You know, I'm honestly like, I, I didn't, no, I actually kind of forgot he even existed until someone said he's dead. I'm like, oh, yep. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. That's right. Is his, his brother was a Van Halen too. That was a dumb question. His brother was in the band Van Halen. Yeah. He and his brother, Alex was the drummer. Eddie was the guitar player. They are the Van Halens there. Eddie's son uh, is named Wolfgang Van Halen. That's right. He shreds with, was shredding with the band. Um, question yeah if you had to pick one member of van halen to bite the dust eddie obviously would not have been it no probably sammy hagar sammy hagar everybody hates on cabo wabo baby i don't i don't (laughs) i feel like i was led into this one (laughs) well no i just earlier today in a uh in a uh, message i i was saying i would have hoped it was david lee roth was that a message I was a part of? Am I in that room? Maybe. I never look anymore. There's too many. Money. There, there's too much on Facebook. It's yes, crazy. It I hate it all. It's the baseball one. It's but you not- know what though? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Baseball shouldn't have happened. Okay, I'm in a great mood tonight, folks. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. If you want to find us, you can find us on places like Twitter, Visitor Guide Pod at Visitor Guide Pod. And you can also send us an email at visitorsguidepodcast at gmail.com with, you know, your thoughts, ideas, your favorite episodes, stories. We're excited about the show. We hope you are as well. And we're getting good feedback from people. So, yeah, people are, you know, people are, are into it. It's the, people are people in it's the, uh, it's, it's the hot, hot topic <laughs> right now. We are, we are the goth clothing store. It is. <laughs> <laughs> of podcasts a lot of people a lot of people wanted to talk about the simpsons now you um, yeah. um well they just turned 30, 31 31 that's what 31st season i just saw on disney plus is available for streaming so that means 32 i mean that means will we it end i mean will it lifetime end? of recording oh, these together <laughs> we're gonna have to get to three times a week that's just what you're gonna have to do three oh, to three episodes goodness. a week but i i, I think that i i think that the show might never end. I mean, I th- do you think that the fans would accept a transfer of power a la the Muppets where somebody came in that wasn't Dan Castellaneta and no. voiced Homer? No. Why not? 
I mean, we dealt with it when Jim Henson died. Yeah. I think that that's a really great question, but I don't think that I ask would, great questions. You do. You're a good question asker. Uh, I don't, th- I don't think people would be into that. I, I for okay. whatever reason, I think it's got to be majority original cast. Uh, Interesting. I, they've even had a couple kick the bucket now, um, and they've killed off those characters. But those aren't main players, if you will. I don't mean to disrespect the people who've done those voices, but they aren't. They aren't right. the main. You're not form. doing the majority. Majority. Exactly. Correct. So yeah. I that's the question I would have is would you have somebody else come in and do? There's a question for the audience. Hey, listeners, send us an email visitors guide podcast at gmail.com and tell us do you think that the simpsons could essentially like like a law and order even though the simpsons have been around longer than law and order do you think you could just keep it going and keep it going with new voices voicing or new people voicing the old characters didn't they do that with a character on family guy cleveland he because he was they replaced the voice yes by seth oh the voice completely is different than the original Voice? It was voiced by, um, oh God, I think his Seth name is Mike McFarland, Henry. Right? Oh, no, okay. no. He, Seth didn't do Cleveland. I think it was Mike Henry did Cleveland, and they've replaced it. And I know mm-hmm. that they've also, God, they've, they've been doing, they've been doing that. In the, in the, honestly, in the wake of a poo being, you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I think they just a took a poo off the show. It's <laughs> the follow up documentary the of a poo. <laughs> yeah. by Harry. Directed. Directed by Hari Kondabolu. If you haven't seen The Problem with Apu, please do that. It's a great documentary. And granted, I know it can be a divisive topic, but it was a great documentary. And Hari is a friend of ours, and he's a good guy, and he's a Simpsons fanatic. And he brought up the he brought up the point of nothing is beyond criticism, especially the things you love. So, and I'm wondering, would Hank Azaria had given up that role had not been for that documentary? I mean, that's a question to ask. And here's something that kind of ties into the episode that we watched today, which, by the way, is When Flanders Failed, season three, yeah. episode two. Um, but Or season three, episode three, if you were an OG. That's right. That's, but, um, I'm not an OG. Akira, the character yeah, Akira, I wrote down. Akira was in this episode, and Akira <laughs> is voiced by Hank Azaria and is... I mean, very blatantly, of a George Takai and a George Takai uh, impression. Oh, well, I don't even know that because because the guy because the the character has an Asian esque accent, right? And George Takai just talks like this. I'm George. Oh my! Like, Correct, but it but you can tell it's very much inspired by George yeah. Takai. Yeah, um, and I just wrote that down. I wrote down Akira dash Hank Azaria dash Gah. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they do Akira anymore. Uh, but I, I, even watching watching it this time around, I was like, oh, oh, that's a white guy doing that voice, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. <laughs> well, you know what, you liberal snowflake cuck person. Listen, I got over it because I am not that pc okay i'm more of a we mac <laughs> oh, boo. i'm a justin long if you know what i mean <laughs> guy just showed his age all right yeah we watched the episode <laughs> when flanders failed which is uh schwartz welder 
alert. He he is a writer on the episode, but not the main writer of the episode. Is He's a co producer. The main writer was John Vitti. Mm-hmm. And uh co producer shorts went, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, writer written by John Vitti, uh, co-produced by John Schwartzwelder. Schwartzwelder. And I feel like this was an ep- – I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a classic episode. This has uh, a lot of classic stuff in it uh, because yeah. I recognized a lot of things. Like I, le- I recognized the Leftorium. I remember them using the Simpsons walking like an Egyptian from the intro – Yep. For various things. Yep. So like this was, I, I I just feel like this was a classic episode of, of, in, in that pantheon. I think uh, Leftorium is kind of uh, in the, you know, canon of the show. I think that's a, a big, uh, not even necessarily the full episode, but that is a big like idea. And like, it's a reoccurring gag that keeps coming back is that Flanders owns a left-handed store, which is such a kind of absurd idea that, it's a very absurd idea, but yeah. I will say now that I own a business, I felt so much for him. The idea oh. of him being so excited about it yeah, and having people, I mean, granted everyone around me who we've talked about with regard to the comedy club, the laughing tap in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you very much. Plug uh, everybody we've talked to, of course, is always very excited. And I don't think, I don't think there's been anybody who has said not even like in an underhanded or left-handed Sinister. way. Yeah. In a way that like made us feel as if they were rooting against us. Yeah. But the definite thing of like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to give this a try and here we go. And yeah. I didn't have, an, I, I, didn't, I don't think, I don't think there was anybody in my life. I could see a uh, thought bubbles of my failure up there in their head. So I didn't even think about that, but now that you mentioned like this, I, I'm, I would assume you would relate, to Flanders quite a bit in this episode just because he opened a uh this is going to sound underhanded and it's not meant that way he opened a store and things did not go well and yeah. you opened a business and then COVID hit yeah so I get the idea that you pour your heart and soul into something and then you know I mean granted I think my idea for a, a business is better than his idea for business, but still sure. I don't want, you know, he's a cartoon, but, uh, I wrote down, I think this episode should have actually been renamed. Um, Homer is the worst person ever. Sure. Okay. Cause I understand at the end, of course he has a change of heart because you have to have a change of heart, but through the episode, I was like, God, you are awful. You are an American in the 21st century right now. Like you are just rooting, rooting, rooting for the failure of just regular happy people that's all you're doing yeah because you are so he's very much intimidated by people's success and happiness he seems very trumpian in this oh god i wrote down that the joke that said you know next month is going to be the libertarian office i hope it does better than i do and i was like you know what homer would probably call himself a libertarian if he understood what it meant yeah because it's just one of those douchebags who just doesn't care about anybody else and if you do better than he does he's just unhappy about it and then tells you how much well, you suck. I would seriously I hated Homer in this like, I, like even at the end I, when he was I wouldn't classify all libertarians that way but, well, uh, but I also I, classify libertarians as just Republicans I so um, sentiment. yeah but I I you know I even at the end when he came through that's fine but I just did not like Homer and I disliked Bart a great deal too I just 
maybe it's the day I had, but I was not ready and willing to take their guff. Sure. Sure. So, so what did you think about, uh, well, should we, should we back up and talk about the beginning of the episode? Because I I felt like there was a really, some really good gags right up top with, um, Homer is, it's trimming his lawn. Yeah. And, uh, Ned comes over and tells him he's doing it wrong. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the camera pulls back and he's trying to weed whack his entire lawn. And he's using Ned Flanders equipment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, that is a reoccurring gag because even with the Simpsons Lego set, I have the grill for the Simpsons house has a sticker on it that says property of Ned Flanders. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and, and it's, it's that dichotomy of I'm doing it my way. It's wrong. If someone tells me I'm doing it wrong, I'm going to dig in even harder yeah. on how well, I'm doing it. But also the the fact that he's using something that belongs to Flanders, and Flanders yeah. is like inviting him over and trying to be neighborly. Yeah, <laughs> and he has a like, personalized invitation. No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The old butane Betty is that what he calls the yeah. butane? <laughs> oh, butane Betty. I wrote down I wrote down this as a question for you because I know probably you and I could talk about this for a moment, but we're both comedians. And even though we can be outgoing, we can be shy in situations where we don't know people going to a function where there's like, like a barbecue where you're like, well, I want to go there and eat, but I don't want to talk to anybody. Uh I did identify with Homer as far as like picking up the beer, taking the food and going to the tree. Like, Hey, I'm just going to go. Like, actually I did this recently. I went to, I was invited to a bar, outdoor bar by some people and I went there and there was a whole group of people I didn't know. Yeah. And they said, oh, you know, get, get in here, get in here, get, get him a chair, get him a chair. I took a chair and I put it on the other side of the of the table and I sat there almost by myself because I was like, I'm here to relax. I don't want to talk to any of you, but thanks for the drink. Oh, geez. Maybe I'm Homer. God, I'm Homer. Oh, that was a Homer move, especially in this uh, episode. Yeah, no, I'm a I, hypocrite. I'm a I hypocrite. Don't, I don't have the problem meeting new people um and i think alcohol certainly lubricates the situation for me uh because hey i'm, I'm a fun drunk uh, <laughs> you're a frunch that's fun right. drunk sure i'm, I'm a dad <laughs> a i don't know I, I think it all has to do with the situation like if i'm like if i'm pressured into it like this was the thing it was this was post a show so everyone who was there were people who were in the audience oh no. And I wasn't performing either. I so I was just that. the guy standing there. Ah, no. And so no. That's something I don't like doing is if like I go to a show or perform a weekend and they're like audience members that are like, oh, come out for a drink with us. I've done it in the past before. And then the next day I've so always awkward. been like, oh, this is weird. I got to yeah. go. You know, yeah. that's never. So, yeah, no. I've got to at least know a few people, I think, in the group pretty well to have yeah. like someone to... Maybe I'm co- codependent in that way that I just need like one person to glom on to so I can like. And that's how I feel too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel comfortable when there's at least one to two more people that are, I know, especially if they're comedians or work in comedy. Yeah. Then I just feel way more comfortable. I think my, yeah, absolutely. When I, there've been a couple of times where like April's been like my wife, my wife has been <laughs> um, like, Oh, we have a work event. Our work is taking us out for dinner and spouses are invited. And then I've gone and it, those are the worst for me because yeah. 
April is being social, which is fine, and I want that. But like, sh- she is is having to maintain a level of professionality mm-hmm. that I alone would not be maintaining (laughs) or even in a professional setting, I'd probably wouldn't be like as polished as she is. I think. Yeah. Uh, Just if you all only knew what we were always thinking all the time. Right. Yeah. 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 Because we're comedians and it's a disease and we're always trying to make jokes in our head and we want to make the jokes out loud. And a lot of times we realize, Oh, only a certain amount of people are going to get these. Right. So I just got to be quiet and risk looking like a, I'd rather look like a dick than have a joke fall flat. Almost. <laughs> Especially next, I'm sure next to your wife in front of her colleagues, I can't imagine oh, yeah. if it would happen if you, you took the big plunge and you made a joke and no one laughed and just that's yeah. and the, the ball game for Tyler. The problem is like, she's told some of her colleagues that I do comedy. And then like, I feel like there's an ex- that expectation that oh. Oh, he's a fun guy. And like, I'm a fun guy, but I don't want to be fun all the time. <laughs> that's the worst feeling when your coworkers find out you're a comedian. That happened to me when I worked in a job, and all of a sudden, what, two of my coworkers ran up to my desk and just stood there and looked at me. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know, yeah. professionally, and they said, "You're a comedian." I said, "What? What? Why do you know that now?" Yeah, I was just so pissed. Yeah, because yeah. I just was like, "That's not something I want to talk about. I don't want to make you laugh. I don't want." Come to a show, pay some money. I'll make a joke. I'll make you laugh. I swear to God, I'll make you laugh. So sure, yeah. But um, here's a question I had for you because yo Homer uses the excuse that I, I forget exactly how he says it, but he just doesn't want to go to Ned's barbecue in the first place. There is something at the plant that can only be done. But by instead, him. he stays at home and watches yeah. the Canadian football draft. Yes. On TV. So yes. my my question was, what is the worst excuse you've ever used to get out of something? Oh, my God. The worst excuse I've ever used. God, I don't even know. To get out of something, I think I probably just said I wasn't feeling well. I never made it really big. Like, I, I don't have a job important enough for me to say, like. Yeah, I'm talking even something trivial. Like, you know what I mean? Probably something to the effect of like I've got something going out the club, or okay. if it's bef- if if it's before that, I have to say like you just I'm not feeling well. I've never yeah. been honest because it just I feel bad. And but a lot of times when I get invited out, I don't want to go. And it's not because I don't like the people. I'm I'm naturally a homebody. I'm naturally the idea of being invited out to do stuff is just not the most interesting thing to me. Yeah. But. I have gotten better, I will say, at, at being like, you know, I'm, I'm just not feeling it tonight, you know. And I think nowadays people are understanding that, especially now in a lockdown, pandemic, COVID, whatever you want to talk about it. Like, if you just say, like, hey, man, I'm just not comfortable going out. Nobody I know no has a problem with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. family out in Waukesha County would probably call me, you know, like a, a cuck or something. Sheep, but Sheeple. Yeah. What about you? Uh, the worst, uh, I think I've just told people straight up, like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably like, done that. I've probably done that and said, like, yeah, I ain't going there. And like, you know, thank you for inviting me, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then they've been like, oh, okay. Like, maybe if you do something else, let me know. <laughs> and then right. you stare at them and they stare at you and then you stare at them. <laughs> and it's just, and then you just walk away. Yeah. I think I've lied to people and told them, oh, I, I like, especially like, oh, we're going out tonight. I think I've lied to people and been like, ah, oh, I'm drunk at home already. 
Yeah. Oh, I've definitely lied to people that's, about that. But now I'm just. I, I'm not leaving. I'm drunk at yeah. home. That's great. I just want to imagine you being asked, like, hey, do you want to go out? And you used to say no. And then there's a like a long, awkward silence. And then you just reach into your pocket and pull out a burrito that's somehow hot, <laughs> eat it, and walk away. An already lit cigar. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, my night is already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. I did have a I did have a question for you. Uh, so in this episode, we were talking about Akira. Bart takes karate. That's I, I don't even want to call that a B line. I feel like that's almost like a C plot. It really is. Yeah, it, it's they. It's a it's a weird interlude. I noticed that too. Yeah. So he takes the karate lessons and he doesn't like it. And he goes and plays video games and plays this game called Touch of Death. Touch of Death. And I'm wondering. Wow. Did you ever, uh, so you have siblings, you have a brother and a sister, right? Yes. Did any of you scare each other with absolute malarkey? Like, you like, I know the touch of death, but you don't know. And you're like, I can, if, if you, if you mess with me, I'm going to do this. And they're scared of you immediately. Okay. So there, there are two things that come to mind really young. What we would do is we'd pin each other down on the ground and like do the thing where you put your face above their face and then let the spit hang down and then slurp it back up real fast yeah. so yeah. that they think you're going to spit on them. We would do that. Uh, and then this this next thing is going to give away a lot <laughs> of family detail here. But it was that growing up, I had an aversion to um, cutting my toenails. I it, My feet were ticklish and I didn't like doing it. So I did it, but... Oftentimes they, I let them get really long before it was time for me to do it. So when Jurassic Park came out, my dad started making fun of me and saying that I had raptor claws. Uh, for, for me. And they were like super long, but they were like longer than a toenail should have been. And so I would take my toe, my big toe, and I'd stomp down on my. <gasps> You're a dick. <laughs> Anytime, like, I, because my brother's bigger than me for, a, has been bigger than me for a long time. So, like, he could beat me up pretty young. But I, like, yeah. would, like, raptor claw him all the time. And, like, if, you know, you know, the same way you kind of, like, stomp on someone's foot a little bit and then gives them a little, like, yeah. jump. Same thing. And I, <laughs> I would threaten my brother and sister with the raptor claw quite a bit. I'm like, even oh, when, yeah. even now that my toenails are, this is a weird conversation, that my toenails are regular length toenails, I'd still give them the old bap once in a while to remind them who's boss. Just walk up to them, get down right, like, no one can hear and go, raptor claw. You know, like when a cat, like, just gives you the, like, the one little smack? It's like, yeah. that. I'll just, like, do that, but, like, with my foot on their foot. <laughs> Oh my god! So weird. so weird. Yeah, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Like the spittle thing, very expected because yeah. that's. I feel like that's that's time honored. That's almost the Rockwellian sibling torture. But yeah, Jay Tyler Mans and his Raptor claws. My dad. I don't know if it's because my dad watched wrestling when we were little, but he would have all these sorts of like funny wrestling moves he would threaten us with that weren't like they were kind of like touch of death so he would do sleeper like, hold like the sleeper the claw the, the claw, claw. you got to do the claw, claw. but he, he also did this thing called the african toe hold where he yeah like, you know when you like steal someone's nose and mm -hmm. he, he'd do that but with our toe but he'd like latch on to it and we just 
couldn't could never get away from it. The old African toehold. Very interesting. Yeah, it's a wrestling move. Just like if we were if we were you know getting into it. Uh, did you ever torture? Because you have a sister. I have a sister. Never tortured. Never touched her. Never did yeah. anything. My did dad told me very, very. Yeah. Uh, she tortured me with indifference. Um, so. <laughs> We didn't get a lo- we didn't get along growing up because we're very we've a lot of years between us. I mean, there's five and a half years, and oh, maybe okay. some people would say that's nothing, but five and a half years between a girl and a boy, yeah, that can be lifetimes. And Different there have people. been studies that have said at, after a certain point, you're considered technically an only child because my sister didn't want to hang out as a 16 year old girl with her 10 year old brother, and even from a young age, she was littler than me by st- uh-huh. by stature because I. I probably was taller than her by age 12 oh. and she was 17. Driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could easily probably have overtaken her, but my father made very clear, very quickly, very soon in my life. that said, you put a hand on your sister, there will be a reckoning reckoning. Really? And yeah, I mean, and, and that's fine because she wasn't the type that in, tried to provoke fights like okay. that anyways. Like if we fought, it was always verbal. It was never physical. So I was never trying to do any of that stuff. Huh. So when your dad says, do not touch your sister whatsoever, you're like, all right, cool. Oh, that's that funny because I, I would torture even my sister who's 10 years younger than me. I would, one thing I would do is I would like, if she was being a real brat, I would steal her socks. And then we had like a, a chandelier not like a fancy one but you know like a light hanging from the ceiling and i'd throw them up into the chandelier so that she couldn't get her socks back yeah i think our behavior would have been different had she done stuff like that to me but because she didn't yeah she had her life i had my life and when we did interact it was generally fighting sure so sure but we get along way better now. I hope so. We're both in our, you know, my sister's in her late forties. I'm going into my mid forties. I would hope by this point we get our shit together. You so. would think. You would think. Uh, what is so? How did you feel about this episode? Did you enjoy? I know you hated Homer and Bart because they were uh, real turd buckets. But uh, did you like the episode as a whole? I did. Story wise, I liked it, and I really liked Ned, and I loved his family, and I love the fact that just it's a Ned heavy episode. It's the first Ned he- Ned heavy episode. The undying goodness and positivity, and even in the face, you can hear in their voices that they're nervous and scared about the next step because they've lost everything. But there's still that positivity, and the little kids are being like, it's weird. This is, you know, it's a cartoon, but we all know people who have children who are just beacons of hope and light, even though their parents are having tough times, Mm -hmm. because the parents make sure their children understand that positivity is more important and they make sure that the kids are sheltered from the world they're going through. So their kids are growing up happier. Yeah. And I really just, even in that little, that little moment towards the end where the kids are in the car and singing, put on a happy face, it wasn't sarcastic. Like they weren't doing it sad. They weren't doing it with anger. They were, they were excited for a new chapter. They didn't know any better. And I feel like that sort of upbringing for people Mm -hmm makes good people. So sure. I, re- I really enjoyed the Flanders in this episode really did. And I really, I love the idea that Ned wanted to burn his tie and start his own thing and do his own thing. And his left-handed tie, by the way, that was a, that was <laughs> a, right. a visual gag in the leftorium is they had left-handed ties, which are in left, left-handed ice cream scoops. 
I love that they have left-handed ledgers. He's like, I can use the whole page. And I liked, uh, I, I liked the, just the moment that Lisa brings into Homer's life. It's like schadenfreude. And schadenfreude. I feel like yeah. this country, I feel like this country right now. This week? Doesn't matter what side of the aisle you live upon. We are a country of schadenfreude. We get a lot of pleasure out of other suffering. And that sucks, but also, oh well. I hate, man, this week has been schadenfreude uh, up the wazoo. But it's one of those things where the schadenfreude coming, the feeling of, yeah, is, I don't, it's not justified, but I don't feel like a better person for saying, no, that's not what we should do. Because the people we're feeling that for, like. Are Nazis? Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, you never know. Stand by. Um, (laughs) When you feel joy to someone's pain and they're a good person, that's one thing. But when you feel joy out of someone's pain who's a terrible person, is it Schadenfreude or is it something else? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm I'm, you know, I'm I'm not positive, but it just feels like it both doesn't feel good to feel good about other people's suffering, but I also know I don't care about their suffering because they certainly do not care about our suffering. Yep. Like at all. Period. Yeah. And there's an argument to be made that would say all politicians don't care, and I get that, and I would talk about that, but this is a next level not caring. So yep. uh, it's schadenfreude of the highest regard. I thought it was funny at the end when Homer came around and gathered everybody. And so, <laughs> two things about that. When he said, he's like, hey, you know how I paid you back that loan? Well, now it's time for you to do a favor for me. <laughs> but then also, I love that fact that everyone came together for net. Like, it just felt good. Yep. I just wondered like how like <laughs> that was the thing that I wondered about when I watched the episode. Everyone came in and bought the stuff and I imagine that the roadster that at the end of the mo- at the end of the show where the the car probably cost enough to keep it going cuz you said that the leftorium is in future episodes. Yes. It's so, it's uh, referenced in future episodes, yeah. So Ned is going to be able to hold on for at least a little while longer. He's still in business, uh, we believe. Hello. Heck yeah. As long as COVID doesn't put him out. Uh, my question was, what is what was your favorite gag of the episode? Did you have a favorite joke or something that made you laugh out loud? Let's see. Here. What loud? did I write? Uh, actually, I think my favorite joke, like there's two parts of this. Uh, with uh, Akira's karate, it said, you know, everyone can enjoy uh, karate. Doctors, homemakers, landscape architects, artists. And I just love the idea that it said landscape architects, uh-huh. but then it also broke the rule of three. It had yeah. four instead of three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. I didn't feel like this episode was super yeah, bit heavy. I feel like it was more story driven, which yeah. was good. I got But that would, of all the bits, that was my favorite. I got to share my favorite bit because it- I didn't ask you. I, I didn't ask it. you. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to tell you anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Uh, it's because it's a non-bit. It's yeah. So the bullies steal Lisa's saxophone and they're tossing it around. And the one of the bullies, his name is Dolph. He goes, "Hey, look at me! I'm Elvis, man." (laughs) 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 It's such a like, what? Elvis didn't play saxophone. Here's a question I have for you that actually that remind so that scene reminded me of something that I had a question written down. Did you ever? dig yourself in deep on something like that where, you know, 
Bart pushed the touch of death to Lisa so much that Lisa was like, get him, Bart. And Bart's like, oh, no. Did you ever do anything like that? No. No. I even as a child, I was too, uh, wasn't, I guess I was self-aware enough to know like, hey, let's, let's, listen, pal, you're nothing special. Okay. Let's not, let's not make people believe otherwise. Let's, I think that's very much the, the comic in both of us though like hey let's blend into the you know let's be a wallflower let's blend in and observe rather than let's be star of the show because i think most comics that we know especially as kids would have been the same sit back and watch rather than like uh, every every person i know that it would have been like hey um I'm the cool you know it guy now is uh it's just just a fat Republican. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I love where that went. Yeah, just, just, just the guy who just, just a fat, stupid Republican. Every, every dude from high school, like the fun guy in high school. None of them are, none of them are doing well. I'm so weirded out by how many people I went to high school with who are now liberals. I went to a Catholic high school. Oh, wow. In cool. the suburbs. Well, that's why. I'm so, always so surprised by how many uh, classmates of mine are, are liberals. I think that's why, because they went to Catholic school. I mean, I, I've, I've made that joke before, but like, you want to create a, a liberal atheist, what better place, what better training ground than Catholic school, you know? This guy. <laughs> that's right. Every, this guy right here. Every person I know that went to Catholic school uh, is now not Catholic. Yeah. I have one more, one more question, then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Sure. Um, we're, we're, we're going long as the, yeah. as the people say, but, uh, so you watched this episode as a kid when you were sneaking behind your parents back watching yeah. episodes of Frasier. Yeah. How did you view Homer and Bart and the Flanders as when you were younger and how do you view it now as an adult? I definitely identify with Flanders more now than I would have before. And also with Homer more now than before as a kid, I would have been like, Oh, Bart's the funny one. Bart's the, you know, cool one. Um, But like even, even like maybe up to middle school and then in high school, I think that that's when the switch is when you realize like, Oh, Homer's the funny one. Homer's the main character. No, that that's not what I'm asking. It, that's not I'm not, I'm not talking about like a character did I, breakdown. How did I view them? Like, like, did you see Homer and and Bart as like, oh yeah, they're the cool ones because they're doing whatever they want, and now like because yes. because I feel like when you're a kid watching that, you you're you're meant to see the Flanders as nerdy or losers, even though they have everything yeah. and they have it for the right reasons, right? But you're, but you're, but, but because Homer is the main driving comic character of this episode, yeah, you, he is the guy. You're as like, a child, you identify more with Homer yeah. because you want to see Flanders fail because of those, those, uh, those fantasies. You don't even which by see Flanders fail, you want to see Homer win. Yeah, but in this, but like watching it now, I'm like, I want to see, I want to see Homer lose like hard. I want to see him lose so hard. Yeah, because he's he's a jackass. Not so hard that he's in the ground, because as Homer said about Flanders, too far. But (laughs) that's a great bit too. But yeah, Uh, I just, I just, to me, that's very interesting. The idea of like how you would view it upon your first watch, or as a kid versus now, as we are adults, you are a father who like you, you know, put put yourself in that situation where, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to see you have to pack your wife and children to a car and have to drive to your sister in law's apartment in the city center, but. 
you know. Right. No. Uh, yeah. I, I think you classified that right. And speaking of which, your uh, you just reminded me of my second favorite bit, which was President Simpson wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. In, that, in that sequence where he goes, oh, too far. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I even as a kid, I was like, well, even as a kid, I didn't want to see Flanders fail, but you, I wanted, did want to see Homer win. Now, looking at it, I just want to see Flanders win. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, Homer, in, in this episode specifically, isn't really something that interests, of interest, I guess, aside yeah. from him being funny. When he is. What's interesting is how they can use these characters to push a storyline and make Homer the evil, but not evil. That's that's a bit much, but like the bad guy or just the despicable one. Where then maybe the next episode he's totally lovable because he's the guy who's in trouble and and whatever. So yeah, I mean that's the beauty of Homer though is that he's always redeeming. He he's always redeemed. Um, even in this episode, as big of an idiot as he is, he was still like kind of there was redemption at the end for yeah, both for total, Flanders both. and for him. So uh, that's just kind of the beauty of, of the series, I think. I agree. Yeah. The beauty so far, and at least into season three. It could all go downhill season four. I don't know. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, where, where can people uh, follow you on social media? They can follow me at I am Greg Bach. I am G-R-E-G-B-A-C-H. Right. All the social medias, except for the Snapchat, you got to work for that one. You got to oh. work it. You got to work it. You got to flip it and reverse it. Yeah. Uh, I'm even on TikTok now. I have no content. I just like watching stuff. Well, that'll be around for another couple weeks, and then it'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find me on all of the social medias and follow me, like it, friend me, whatever. Who knows? We might not even be here next week. I have no idea because the world's on fire. Hopefully. Tyler, what about you? Uh, I will be at uh, J Tyler Men's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I deactivated my Facebook, so I think I think I'm going to deactivate my Facebook soon and it's keep my worst. fan page for advertising shows. But yeah. I I just I get rid of it. It's, it's awful. I'll send you a podcast that'll push you over the edge. No, thank <laughs> you. I, so I just believe myself. Uh, and then you can find us on Twitter, Visitor Guide Pod. That's Visitor Single, Guide Single, Pod Single on Twitter. You can also email us your questions, comments, concerns, your favorite episodes, your thoughts, anything. Uh, conspiracy theories about the show. Oh, Do that. Give me those. Give yeah. me those for sure. That's Tyler's cool. about to have a second kid. He's going to basically be a shut-in for the rest of his life. The next, I see, next time I see him, he's going to look like me. I, well, I hope to have a mighty beard like you. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm gonna... You can do that by sending an email to Visitor's Guide Podcast. Help grow my beard email. by emailing us. <laughs> Every email makes the beard grow. That's right. So keep them, keep them coming. Get my Visitor's Guide right. Podcast at gmail.com is where you can find us there. And that's basically all of our presence for the podcast because... The world doesn't need another Facebook page or another. It's just so many, so much stuff. There's, yep. so many, there's so many podcasts out there. Every time I turn a page, it's like, we put a new podcast together. We, we're we bald guys. We have a podcast. Hey, the bald cast is a good one. I knew you'd know that. Mm, now, hey. two, now two first ladies have podcasts. Oh. We're screwed. Yeah. Hillary and Michelle. Michelle. They should call Michellery and have the two of them together. Yes, and they should have Katie Couric moderate. Oh my gosh, 
I'd actually listen to that. So it would be good. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you are in the Milwaukee area, you can check out uh, MilwaukeeComedy.com for all your comedy needs for tickets, shows, calendars, things of that nature, MilwaukeeComedy.com. I like doing that. I've practiced that for so long to do my radio voice on that little part. But you can also go to LaughingTap.com for Laughing Tap information. That's the comedy club I co-own with Caitlin McCarthy, very funny comedian and producer, and Matt Kempel, a producer extraordinaire. That is our club here in Milwaukee. So if you live here in Milwaukee, go to MilwaukeeComedy.com or LaughingTap.com. Com. Jesus, God Almighty, I'm tired. And this week is the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. You can go to mkecomedyfest.com. $15. If you don't live in Milwaukee, here's the thing. If you don't live in Milwaukee, you can go to mkecomedyfest.com. For $15, you can stream all nine shows. All of them. That is a deal. It's pretty great. It's a great deal. So, Enough with yeah. the plugs. We'll talk to them Sorry. later. Exactly. All right, everybody. Take Shut care. Up. Goodbye. <laughs> you know what? That's not fair. It's called it's called America, baby. All right. Bye, everybody. I'm Elvis, man. Bye. <laughs>